0: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. Coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3. And everywhere you get your podcasts on demand, thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. Because you see those sirens in your feed, you know exactly what that means. As we gather here, Friday afternoon. well. Here, here's where we have it, according to all the latest reporting. I mean, we've got Brandon Marcello on it. We've got Matt Zenitz on it. And it is that Alabama and Kalen DeBoer, as of 2.44 p.m. Eastern time, are in negotiations on a deal which would make Kalen DeBoer, Alabama's next head coach, the successor to Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. Again, the deal is not final, final. You know, our, our headline here on YouTube is in talks. But, Bud, we know the way this game works when reporters A, B, so we're like, when, when we're all in line with the marching orders, and, and as of right now could be final as soon as today, sure looks like uh, we're, we've landed on Kalen DeBoer as the replacement at Alabama. Um, your, your thoughts as we've worked our way through the process. Let's, let's get to like how we got here later. Kalen DeBoer, right now, um, what are some of your initial thoughts on him at Alabama?
2: He's 104 and 12 as a head coach. Yep. Some guys just know how to win. And even if you can't pinpoint exactly how, you just have to respect the fact that they do it. So if you're an Alabama fan out there, you're going to get a guy who is probably like legitimately an offensive genius. They are going to run so much scheme. It's going to make you think that they basically like have hidden practice times because they run it really well. They run a bunch of different stuff and they run it cleanly. They score points almost regardless of situation, and I think he's a guy who people enjoy working for. don't see a lot of turnover on his staff. He's kept his group together, and he just wins, wins, and wins some more. And certain guys, you know, like a Lance Leopold at, at Kansas, they, they just win. Uh, now, no real experience in the Southeast at all. That's not a prerequisite for success. Urban Meyer also didn't have any, and he did okay with the Florida Gators. But the big question – Will be the recruiting 36th in recruiting right now after playing for a national title at Washington. And also, how much of his staff uh, does he want to bring and is he allowed to bring? Because he's mm-hmm. had a ton of staff continuity, as I mentioned, but not all of that staff, I think, is probably equipped to be someone who can recruit at Alabama. So maybe that's where having Nick Saban stick around will help. Because, Ryan, or sorry, Kalen, you know this, you know the ball coaching stuff. We, we're pretty sure you can coach ball. Can you get the players that allow you to win games 12, 13, 14, 15, as is the expectation at Alabama?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's a good hire for Alabama because, like you said, he's a very good coach. But it is going to be interesting to see what the recruiting situation looks like and are they going to – like you're saying, like Ryan Grubb is now going to be a top candidate for the Washington job that is now going to be vacant – Does he bring them or is there going to be like, no, we need to get some guys with recruiting chops in here on the staff to do all that? kind. So it's 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 a very interesting situation in that DeBoer is a very good coach. Nobody here is going to argue against it. The record speaks for itself. They got Washington to the national title game. But it's also a very interesting situation in that it's Alabama. The expectations are very high and will remain very high. But what is Alabama without Nick Saban? Because while it's always been one of the blue blood programs, you know, Bear Bryant, all that kind of stuff, there was a time in the wilderness there between the Gene Stallings era and Nick Saban taking over, where things had fallen off. And now we're entering a new era where, as we've talked about on the show this week, the NIL situation at Alabama isn't quite up to snuff. Like, there's a reason Sark is staying at Texas. There's a reason Dan Lanning is staying at Oregon. Because these schools right now don't have the pedigree or the championships, but they become better jobs simply by the fact that Nick Saban is no longer the coach at Alabama. And then you look at the NIL situations that they have going on. So I th- I think it's a great hire, but there are so many other factors here that mean, you know, it, it – it might work. It might not. I think that, that that's one of the things that's going to be really interesting to follow.
0: So, you know, you, you, you look at the small body of work for Kaelin DeBoer as a head coach, you know, outside of Washington, right? You, Oh, you're going to point to the 67 and three run at NAIA Sioux Falls. Well, well, okay. yeah, because I, I mean, even De DeBoer described this a lot, like football is football. And while he's only been at Washington two years, he's, Gone 25 and three. He's gone 12 and two against top 25 opponents. Huh. 12 and two against top 25 opponents. Uh, Kalen DeBoer versus Dan Lanning, the supposed top pick for the job. That's three nothing DeBoer. Uh, Kalen DeBoer versus Steve Sarkeesian, another purported target for the job. Two and zero for Kalen DeBoer against Steve Sarkeesian. Kalen DeBoer's two and zero against Lincoln Riley. The guy is undefeated against Lanning, Sark, and Lincoln. The guy can coach football. Like, I just. I think that this is a fascinating spot for him just because he's going to have better players than he's ever had before. He's going to have more resources than he's ever had before. And you mentioned the Nick Saban sticking around part of this. I think Nick Saban really respects what Kalen DeBoer and Ryan Grubb have been doing as evidenced by Ryan Grubb being a candidate for the offensive coordinator job before Tommy Reese was hired. I think that Nick Saban, as much as he is or isn't involved in this coaching search, this seems like the kind of hire that like granddaddy Sabin would approve of that the way that he runs a program, the way he manages people like there, there are unproven for sure. But I, I feel like this is a ball coach hire that the greatest ball coach of all time probably is very excited to see as his successor.
1: Remind me, how many years did Saban spend coaching in the South before he went to LSU and won a national title?
0: I was uh, listen. One of my notes here is I've just I've been thinking about Kaelin DeBoer all day because I'm sick in the head. But I was like, Urban came from Utah.
1: Yeah, Saban came from
0: Michigan State. You know, like there there are some legendary head coaches in the SEC. And when you go back to that first stop before they made the jump, I mean, even Les Miles was Oklahoma State. They get. I just, that's the way this goes sometimes.
2: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Tom's point is really well made. The only counter to that would be Urban was an ace recruiter for the Irish as an assistant. So he mm -hmm. did fight some battles against teams from the Southeast. And West Virginia isn't exactly the North, right? And that's where Nick is from. So No, but it's not recruiting in the South.
1: Just because you're from West Virginia doesn't mean you have connections to recruiting in the South. Totally fair. I, I
2: I think your point's really well made, right? Like, generally, get a really good coach, understand what he can do, and then try to surround him, uh, or let like clue him in. Hey, some of these guys on your staff probably ain't it, man. When it comes to getting players, because we don't really care about winning ten games, we care about winning fifteen games. And you just saw it against Michigan. That great offense you ran, even with the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, they got ate up by that Michigan defensive line we need you to get freaks here. So they probably have to understand that, right? It's Nick Saban. He's not an idiot. Greg Burns not an idiot. They probably think, okay, we like this part of the asset and we can help in other ways here. And we'll see if that works. It very well could. Also to Chip's point, he is, uh, where am I at? Oh, he is hundred and one and nine, if you take out the COVID year, and I think for, for Fresno, California, where they weren't even allowed to practice like almost ever, and they had multiple canceled games that year. Yeah, Mountain was West was
0: one of the last ones, last conferences to get started, and Fresno specifically,
2: <laughs> like, like the, the the county. Remember, it was it was uh, there were a lot of restrictions. So he has never lost more than. I think he only has one season where it wasn't his first year at a place where he's lost more than one time.
1: It, there are some like fun ripple effects to consider here and that when you think in 2019, like obviously Indiana's best year was 2020. It was the COVID year record wise as far as wins. But it kind of makes you forget that in 2019 when DeBoer was the offensive coordinator, that was, like, the third best offense in the Big Ten. They were scoring, like, 35 points a game. They were averaging 450 yards. And then DeBoer leaves for the Fresno State job. Allen becomes, you know, the the guy in charge. Like, where's college football right now if, like, Kalen DeBoer was st- still Indiana's coach? Like, you think about what's happened since then. It's just a fun kind of ripple effect. But anyway, um, yeah, I can't remember where I was going. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: You were you were doing the sliding doors, which in college football always is fun, especially when we go back <laughs> and we see uh, these different coaches that are working together, where they end up going, and uh, and and DeBoer and DeBoer and his, this crew, you know, whether it's at Eastern Michigan, whether it's at Indiana, whether it's at Fresno State, they've been coming together, and that convert that conversation between Kalen DeBoer and Alabama in terms of who's coming, who's staying, because. I mean, but like, but on that Alabama Ross defensive. I mean, excuse me, on that, and I might be teasing it. On that Alabama staff right now, is there anybody that you're trying to get to stay? I think
2: you could probably take a look at T. Rob.
0: That's what I was. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe get him in there. He he's already doing the co defensive coordinator thing right now at uh, at Washington. They could they could figure out a way to be able to work that out because some of his recruiting wins have been absolutely massive for Alabama as they have been doing a a great job on the trail, even in the late Saban era when everyone's negatively recruiting properly, saying, yeah, but he's going to retire soon. Well, now he's retired. you got to maintain those relationships to keep this from being just like a total uh, exodus to the portal.
2: I do wonder, um, first of all, and and I think T-Rob will get a really good job regardless if he stays or not, but this is... (sighs) if this was any other coach exerting this amount of influence after retiring on the new coach, as we are implying that he will, and I think that he could, and it really could work out well, we would have some concerns.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm.
2: Is, For, is, is Having an office in, in the swamp, I don't think it's something that a lot of coaches love. Mm-hmm. So how much, like how large of a figure will Nick Saban loom as? Maybe he'll just be down in Florida more often than not. Right. But, um, if they do it well, it can work out really well. If, but, but it's not guaranteed to go well.
0: So the next couple months are going to be really key because Washington's players talked a lot about how, from the time he was hired in December to, you know, the, once you get into the beginning of spring ball, all through the winter workouts, all through all the onboarding, when he's beaten with that team that had just gone four and eight the year before, that had gotten Jimmy Lake fired, they were kind of a broken team. You know they were better players than their performance. Um, everything had just kind of fallen apart on the season. Remember, there were some close losses against good teams in that four and eight year. But he was able to get everybody to buy in. Yeah, like Penix came from the portal, and obviously, you know, Dylan Johnson came a year later. Like, there's, you know, the, there were some portal additions, but there's a lot of pieces of that Washington team that listened to Deboer. Deboer said. Um, DeBoer came back and he was like, just give me a chance. That was what one player told me. And they did, and he got everybody on board. Like That has to happen. He's got to be able to have that happen right now with this Alabama team. And that's where I think Nick Saban can help with the other stuff. Nick Saban can tell you who you got to go talk to for what. Nick Saban can tell you like in that Alabama community. He can give you the lay of the land. I think Nick Saban being involved in – the big operational stuff is incredibly helpful because DeBoer needs to focus on this roster and being able to get everybody on board so that they can enter spring ball uh, without feeling like you're just scrambling to put together your depth chart.
1: Does Alabama have a golf simulator in the facility? Yes, it Uh, does. Well, then maybe that's why Saban's keeping an office.
2: No, he no Chris, Chris Lowe said.
0: Yeah, Chris Lowe said he used yeah, golf balls yesterday. No. Right, so up.
1: maybe, maybe that's the only reason Saban's keeping an office is so he can use the golf simulator, because Miss Terry won't let him put one in the house. That, that's dangerous, by the way, because like you,
2: you, you tell the wife you're working late too many times, and, and and you know, like there, there's insinuations with that, and you're like, really, you're just, I'm hitting the XL bucket every day, like that. That's, that, yeah, I, I get in trouble with that. That's.
0: Um. Okay, so we're, we are very interested to see what happens with the staff. We, we all believe it's a pretty good hire, right? I yeah. just have no idea if it'll work out. I have
2: no
1: idea if it'll work out.
2: Yeah, it's not in the home run category to me. Okay. Right? Um, I thought, like, guys who we know have run a big-time program with big-time recruiting expectations and have also won on the field, I think, would be the home runs. So, Urban, if you could have hired him, which I don't think he's hireable. Sark and probably landing because he's done the recruiting side would have been the three home runs. And then I kind of had Norvell and DeBoer in a similar category. Like ball coaches who I think are extremely high floor. I would be shocked if Alabama was bad if they had hired uh, Norvell or certainly with DeBoer because those guys, they very rarely lose, but you don't know if they can get you across the finish line in the major recruiting battles, which is what it's going to take. Because guess what? Auburn's probably not going to be great this year, but they just signed an absolute mf of a class okay and they're going to be spending money in the transfer portal for 25 like old miss is this year Mm. so they're about to be really good now georgia probably smells blood in the water with this hire personally on the recruiting trail right they Um, already had the relationships that you're trying to build
0: so our friends at fanduel fanduel sportsbook make every moment more uh this morning they had an alabama win total 2024 set at nine and a half you now know that Kalen DeBoer is the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide would you go over or under nine and a half regular season wins for Alabama in Kalen DeBoer's first year
1: over it's still freaking Alabama
2: the non-con for context Western Kentucky USF at Wisconsin so three and oh Ah, uh, oh, USF, USF, USF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now they do draw Georgia, which is a rarity in the regular season. Right. Yeah, they also get at Vandy. So one of your one of your non one of your conference road games is Vanderbilt. Uh, get South Carolina, probably the third worst team in the SEC. But Vandy, Mississippi State, but best fan base, easily the best fan base. Love love you guys, South Carolina. Third worst team though. Yeah, uh, at Tennessee. Host Missouri at LSU Mercer at Oklahoma host Auburn. So no Texas, no Ole Miss.
0: Who right. Else, who else that's is the good other, dodge? Well, the other pitch of the old miss hype is that they don't play Alabama. So Alabama yeah, doesn't right. play Ole Miss. Yeah.
2: I mean missing Texas and Ole Miss is is, is meaningful. Um I'll go over. I think I think ten and two is pretty reasonable.
0: All right. Over and over Kalen DeBoer um, on his way. We believe that this will be finalized very soon. He's going to coach
1: them marginal talents up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Coming up on the other side, we've made some references to some of the other coaches that were connected to this. Some of them got big old extensions uh, here in the recent days. I'm sure not connected at all to the Alabama coaching search. Uh, So what does this process tell us, about where those coaches are, where those jobs rank, and Alabama, and more.
3: Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Back here on the Cover 3 podcast. uh, Sitting in producer Jordan's chair as well today. So you know I'm picking the farmer's
1: insurance open.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm just staring at a whole bunch of uh, ads I can play right now. I was like, yeah,
1: let's go at the golf tournament. I'm watching the Sony open right now.
0: Let's go. Okay, so. Um, Steve Sarkeesian, new deal in recent days. Uh, Mike Norvell, new deal announced earlier on Friday. One that takes him, he already got a bump up to eight before the 2023 season even happened. Now, on average, across a brand new eight-year deal, he'll be making about $10 million per year. Um, Dan Lanning had his awesome, tightly edited video ready for social media.
1: They Oregon Dan and Oregon are great with the videos. They've always got those things ready for everything.
0: The economic stimulus package is underway, but but sure. what does it tell us about the way that this search went? Like if you if we're to go back and we're going to debrief on how Alabama went about things and what you think those conversations were like for some of those candidates before we got to Kalen DeBoer, which by the way, I mean. Kaelin DeBoer is a very good hire. If De DeBoer had released a tightly edited social media video with you dub forever, then all of a sudden this search was about to enter some crazy places. So we at least like finish with a sensible hire. So what is it? What what are all the other coaches, um, you know, their behavior in recent days? What does that tell us about Alabama?
2: Well, I, I think Alabama is still an elite job, uh, unquestionably a top five job but I don't think it's the clear-cut number one job in the sport without Nick right especially because you're immediately following Nick the pressure and the expectations will be so out of whack with what reality is doesn't mean you you could win a national title and have a couple 10 win seasons they still be like well I don't know man Nick wasn't about these 10 win seasons uh mm-hmm. so I, yeah I I think I don't read into it Too much. I think people probably have some questions about the job. It's a major turnover situation. As we noted yesterday, how about these power players who want to kind of get back in power, who were Mm -hmm. largely shut out by Nick Saban? Do they exert more influence and control over the program? Does that become a distraction or a hindrance for you? We don't don't really know. Some things that I think it confirms. We had talked about how Lanning's buyout and other kind of dealings and not like nefarious but other contractual stuff probably was the one candidate who was prohibitively expensive you know so i think i don't know that alabama kicked the tires more there once they heard the number like oregon didn't announce a new deal for landing correct i believe there's no no
0: no no. i I did notice that there's (laughs) no. uh they they already had the, the hay in the barn on that i think
2: right they're like hey uh you have a blank check in NIL, and you have a ridiculous contract that you just signed. Uh, so, and your own NIL deals, I think, are really, really good. So, yeah. Uh, I think Texas right now is a better job than Alabama, given the situation. If you're Steve Sarkeesian, you're very comfortable there. You like living there. You are clearly recruiting at an elite level. Why would you leave Texas to go be the guy who follows Nick Saban? Um
0: which I also think would be abandoning the work that you've done. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. you've you have You're starting really, over at a worse position. Think, also yeah. think about your quarterback room right now. Mm-hmm. You have Quinn Ewers coming back and you have Arch Manning on your bench.
0: Yeah, I I am definitely yeah, yeah, I'm definitely in the position if I'm Steve Sarkeesian where it's great that you you know it's awesome that Alabama, a program that I respect, really wants me, but now is not the time for me to leave an equally elite job that I and three years ahead of – wait, three years ahead of schedule or four years ahead of schedule, right? Yeah. What do we go? Five and seven, eight and five, and then this year was the uh, – you win the Big 12, 12 and two? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you would be going backwards in terms of the work that you have to do to get everything aligned. The machine is rolling. You're going to the SEC. I get it from that perspective.
2: I think if you're Mike Norvell, it – uh it says that you're very comfortable with the leadership and alignment in Tallahassee. Yeah. And probably also that you and Norvell is not a lawyer, but he certainly is represented by, you know, by a couple uh, probably that you think that the chances of their lawsuits pretty good. Because if you thought it was just a bunk kind of publicity stunt lawsuit, you would leave because you don't want to be stuck in the ACC forever. Also the fact that they pointed up, as I said, like I think they could go to 11 if they had to in fact, they got him over 10 for an eight year deal. It's 80 million guaranteed. There is something to be said for, hey, I can raise my daughter and have her go to the same school and have a normal group of friends and just mm-hmm. have a life as opposed to constantly ping-ponging around all these jobs all the time. You know, I think increasingly because the money in the sport is so great, I think we're seeing coaches jump jobs less often because of that in terms of choosing to jump. Now, a lot of them get fired anyway, but that's kind of one of the reasons why you know maybe they're starting to value some more security there. I also think that if I'm Norvell, I would ask for like more – guarantees of NIL. Forest State is, I think, unquestionably one of the highest NIL budgets in the country right now. They kind of have to to compete with the SSD and Big 10. I think if you're in Norvell, you want to have guarantees that that continues. Right? Because there's no guarantee it does anywhere. You know, these collectives and just the donors can be fickle beasts. So, uh, but I don't think it's necessarily commentary on the Alabama job, except you know, our friend Dan Vulcan last night, I hadn't talked to him about this, but he tweeted something that was Similar to what I had said, it was, hey, like, Bama's NIL operation is not what some of these other schools are. Like, it's not what Florida State and Oregon, <laughs> Auburn, and Texas have. Like, they have been largely reliant on Saban. And kids are not going to take a discount to come play for Kalen DeBoer. You're going to have to start ponying up.
1: Mm. Can, I, can I put on my tinfoil hat for a bit? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. So Greg Byrne's going to show up at the press conference here whenever it's held, Some probably Monday, I would guess. And he's going to say – somebody's going to ask him, like, you know, because with all the reports, Lanning, and all these guys, and his names came up, Norvell. Was Kalen DeBoer your first choice? And he's going to say, of course. Kalen DeBoer was always a number one choice. And usually we would be like, okay, pal, sure thing. Every, you know, it's always for blah, blah, blah. But what I propose is what if Kalen DeBoer was Alabama's first choice? Because, gentlemen – Jimmy Sexton is a very, very powerful agent. Jimmy Sexton is a very powerful agent because Jimmy Sexton is very, very smart. He's very, very good at his job. All these coaches that were connected to the job, who's their agent? Jimmy Sexton. Okay, so maybe we've talked about Nick Saban tried to hire Ryan Grubb as his OC. Nick Saban clearly has been admiring of what's been going on in Washington these last few years. Nick Saban is involved in the coaching hire. Nick Saban is like, Kalen DeBoer would be a very good choice to replace me. And Jimmy Saxon's like, you're right. And I can help make that happen. But what I need from you, Craig and Nick is to help me get my guys a little bit of a pay raise. So we are going to connect them to the job, get them pay raises, and then we'll drive Kalen home. Just saying, wouldn't that be a crazy scenario? I don't think it's crazy at all. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I will say um,
2: Dellinger, sorry, Dellinger said that they pretty aggressively pursued Norvell. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't shock me if he's the one that they, after you'd kick the tires on Lanning and Sark, it wouldn't shock me if they went after Norvell pretty hard and then quickly pivoted to, uh,
0: to DeBoer. Hey, because it was the, those four are all hires that make sense. Yeah. 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 Like you lay them out and we're like, okay, so did Lanning ever get offered the job or was that just like a well-crafted social media campaign? Who oh, wait, what's the buyout? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like a Jeez. billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, you know, you, you mentioned the the Sark and the Norvell. I mean, who, who knows exactly how it is. No job is ever officially offered until it's accepted, as we all know. Um, <laughs> but Kalen DeBoer, Absolutely. For the reasons that we mentioned at the top of the show was someone who Nick Saban probably approves of. And Nick Saban, if you're giving him a voice in this coaching hire, he is uh, he is picking someone who is just an absolute winner at every level. Again, 104 and 12 as a head coach. 25 and three in two years with Washington, 12 and six in a year and a half with Fresno State. COVID year, as Bud mentioned, 67 and three at Sioux Falls with three NAIA national championships. Um, and now he gets, a, gets an opportunity to, uh, to take over Alabama. So coming up on the other side. What does that mean for Washington? The next dominoes in the coaching carousel as a Big Ten job is
3: open. We'll get into that and more next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
0: back here on the Cover 3 podcast got some questions in the Cover 3 tailgate. So, you know, as you see our headline here, Alabama in talks with Washington coach Kalen DeBoer. The indication that we have gotten from multiple reports including our own Brandon Marcello and Matt Zenitz, is that this is fi- this is finalizing a deal. Is it possible that this thing breaks down?
1: Maybe. Anything's possible until
0: it's but, we felt confident enough hitting live so that we could go ahead and, and, and get us to the point where we are, are looking at this with an you know, analytical eye, trying to figure out what it means, and that includes who is going to be next at Washington. You start by, I, I assume, trying to keep the mojo going with offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb, and your competition would be potentially an offer for Ryan Grubb to go be the Alabama uh, offensive coordinator under Kalen DeBoer to keep that as a package deal. Mm-hmm. That's an obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. So, who else? If not,
1: well, first, I just want to like what a whiplash of a week for a Washington fan. Oh. oh, my God. Five days ago, you're playing for a national title. Now your coach has gone to Alabama. Penix, Adunze, McMillan, Polk, Fatanu dylan johnson are all off to the nfl within before the week even ends so it's like it feels like that game was a year ago already if you're a washington fan you've just completely gone around but i do think that this is still going to be a very attractive job because proof of concept you can compete for a national title here like we literally just saw it so you combine that you combine it with now being a big 10 school and the resources that will go into being a big 10 school. I mean, it's, they're going to have a pretty impressive candidate or pool of candidates to go from. Maybe not the same pool of candidates, Alabama gets, but still a very impressive one. I think Grubb would be a likely target. I think jet fish will be a likely target. I think Pete Carroll, no. Um, I think, you know, urban Meyer, no, uh, no. urban Meyer, urban Meyer. I I think there's a lot of like good coaching possibilities. And I think you kind of have to look like outside the big 10 and the SEC. So like I mentioned, jet fish, you go to the big 12, you go to the ACC, you go to these other schools that maybe won't have the same kind of, you know, resources. So I, I would say jet fish is the favorite. I would also say just complete. No, no information here. Just something to consider. Chris Peterson. Come on home. Maybe he's ready to get back in. I don't know. I could see it. What does Jed Fish make in Arizona? Probably three, I would guess. I have no idea. That's just a blank. Three and a half. Yeah, and okay.
2: uh, it was reported that Washington offered eight, eight, 8.4 yeah. Yeah. to DeBoer. Didn't Arizona just lose their defensive coordinator to Texas? You got mm-hmm. it. I, I mean – He's a guy who's won. They lost a lot of their best players last year to the portal, and he found some underrated guys in the portal and won again this year and had a really nice year. Um, that would piss off a lot of Florida fans. I think that's who they have circled after they get rid of Napier.
0: No, you don't get to call Dibs. No college football fan base gets to call Dibs a year out. You want hey, somebody, man. you fire your coach and you go get him.
2: Right? I'm in this state, I'm in the group chats. They're like, hey, if we can get rid of Napier, do you think we can get fish? I'm like, yeah, of
0: course I do. Rules of the coaching carousel say you cannot call dibs. Go <laughs> I mean, hire his ass. No, That's I,
2: he, I, did I did. he would be. A, I think he would be in, in a really, really good hire. Um, uh, isn't Grub going to get NFL interest as well? Probably. I, I thought I read that like that NFL teams mm-hmm. have a lot of respect for what he does.
1: So, speaking, you just mentioned Florida. Anybody know of a coach who might be a good offensive in-game coach who's not the ultimate recruiter? Because that's the kind of coach Kalen DeBoer was, and he just had a lot of success at Washington. And there's a pretty big-name coach out there who hasn't had a job in a while who used to coach at Florida who kind of fits that profile. So Kalen DeBoer uh, coached in Michigan quite a bit. Mm -hmm.
2: I know another guy that coached in in a Great Lakes state, who just has a reputation for winning everywhere he goes and just understands how to coach ball, and he's not in the Power Two conference. His name's Lance Leipold.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I know the, the I know who who hired DeBoer is not the same person who's making the hire now for Washington, but it if you want to just go get somebody who just kind of understands the winning part, that that would make a lot of
1: sense.
0: So, and that also, I think um, you know. Joel Clatt, Fox Sports, he's a big fan of the Cover 3 podcast. Um he pointed out on FS1 the that whole AD thing at Washington had to play a role. Like if you are Deboer and the athletic director who is now in charge was not the one who hired you, the one who hired you is now at USC. That I don't I, I'm sure the relationship was professional. I assume so. Deboer's a great manager of people as a good people building type, uh, personality. But he had to look at that and say, all right, well maybe one day if things start, you know, if we hit the ground in the big 10, things get a little Rocky, get dicey for me. So not, not as strong a ties potentially as you, uh, you would have had otherwise.
1: Dennis Rodman in the chat saying a name Thamel dropped was Matt Campbell. So we're back on that.
0: Oh, Matt Campbell's back.
1: Yeah. Congrats, Matt. <laughs>
0: Is SEO back, too? SEO. <laughs> um, how, about, how about this one? Uh, the blue chicken, is Oregon the biggest winner?
1: I Washington think Oregon's loses, a very big winner, yeah. Yes.
0: Washington loses before, and you hold on to Dan Lanning.
1: Yes.
2: You got Evan Stewart. You got a guy who's an absolute pain in the ass to coach against, and DeBoer out the paint, and you keep your coach.
0: Yeah, All right. So the Washington bet. job is open. Is Washington a better job than Michigan State?
1: No, it's on the same par. I think it's slightly better, actually. But um,
0: uh, I think Tom's right that they are occupying the same tier.
1: Mm-hmm. Both have been to the playoff.
2: We're probably nitpicking it. Yeah, yep. um, they're, they're similar jobs. I would say so Jonathan
0: Smith is not just going to bounce Michigan State after no. uh, a brief a brief tenure and go take the Washington job. Not
2: unless he really just loves the, lo- loves the West Coast. Yeah, that would be hilarious, though.
0: Florida State's a big winner out of this whole scenario. Yeah. Right? I would agree with that. Um, would you be happy with Matt Campbell, bud? If I'm Washington? Mm-hmm.
2: I think Matt Campbell does a hell of a job, man. You know, I, yeah, probably. Um, I've been playing with this, by the way. After coaching his first 10 games at a school, DeBoer is 80 and three. (laughs) How sick. I just, yeah, I was, I was was like, this.
0: I was wondering what the butt bot was doing over there. That's, yeah, sorry. It's all right. No, that's a great note. Okay. So after the first 10 games, at all three of his stops, which would be Sioux Falls, Fresno State, and um, Sioux Falls, Fresno State, and Washington. So you're saying after the first ten games, he is eighty and three the rest of the way.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty
0: nuts, man. That's crazy. I the guy can coach ball. He's really, really good at it. Um, any other lingering thoughts before we uh, before we get out of here?
2: Is there somebody we're missing that is going to just be really obvious for this job? Uh, run, run run through the Big
1: 12. Dion. Um,
0: Washington team meeting called for an hour from now. Pete Thamel sources. Kalen DeBoer has informed Washington officials he's taking the job at Alabama. Yeah. Woo. What about what? climbing? Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Can we celebrate okay. the this one actually is official. We don't have to sweat this falling apart right now. It would be hilarious. Frank Frank Beamer was once committed to be a head coach at University of North Carolina, but you know, they didn't dot they didn't dot all the I's and cross all those T's. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we've at least gotten it home here.
1: I think climate would make sense. I think Kansas State, yep. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Like any any Big 12 or ACC coach who's good, I think, is somebody that would make sense. Because if you're looking to get out and get into one of those jobs, this is one of those jobs.
2: Is there anybody G5 who has like West Coast connections? I'm trying to think.
0: I mean, uh, right now your your coaches at the Mountain West Powers are Jeff Tedford, uh, Spencer Danielson, who just got the job. Yep. Um,
1: hey, last time Washington hired a former Boise coach, they got to the college football playoffs. So maybe they go the Brian Harson route.
0: Jamie Chadwell.
2: Almost all of his experiences in the southeast. Southeast. Like entirely, actually.
1: That'd be a weird cultural fit, I think. Uh, Agree.
2: Yeah. Um. You it Moore. Door? What? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. I was gonna say Sharon Moore. If Jim comes, Sharon down. Moore is probably also a winner in this. By the way, mm-hmm. like, DeBoer was the one candidate who I think we thought. If you were going to go with a non more guy, it would be him, and now he's off the board.
1: Yep. Well, I love yeah. Dave Doran. I think Dave Doran would be a really good hire for Washington.
2: Chat says Winningham. I
0: don't think he would. I don't think he's leaving Utah. I
2: don't yeah. think he'll
1: either. I
0: agree. I will. Right, well, we will continue to uh, provide coverage of this here on the Cover Three Podcast again. Kalen DeBoer. Will be the next head coach at Alabama. He is the successor to Nick Saban. Washington's got an open coaching job. Steve Sarkeesian, Mike Norvell, you got a payday. It's a it's a landscape shifting week here in college football. We appreciate everybody who's rocked us with us the entire way. Any final words? I know.
1: Get three. Like get, on,
2: get on that transfer portal. Uh, it's like if you're Isaiah Bond and you jumped in the portal today. I know he's interested in texas are, are uh that have ever reported do you do you take another look at, at the school you're currently at because divorce has some success with receivers if uh recent history is in the indication
0: that's a really good idea we'll keep our eyes on the portal for sure and you can follow him on twitter at Tom Fidel. you can follow him at bud elliott three you can follow me at chip underscore patterson gentlemen thank you very much
3: roll tide